0: Wimbledon 2022. Monday, July the 4th. Yesterday, I spoke to Johnny Kinsella, director of tennis at the Northern Club, about his views on this year's Wimbledon. Johnny, you've been around the tour, you know how these folk have the pressures they're under and so on, but what strikes you about this year's Wimbledon? I think it's been an interesting Wimbledon for a few factors. Like, one, the amount of British players that have been doing so well, like in it this year, and also the momentum they've had coming into Wimbledon's probably been the best that we've had. Mate, well, for a long time, I think you'd have to be going back a decade or so, maybe even further, to have them doing as well as they have at this Wimbledon not taking anything away from the British players but I think not having the Russians within the draw and the world ranking points not being available at Wimbledon I think it has brought a different dynamic um, to the tournament seeing some of the bigger names have to pull out at the last minute like Berrettini um, suddenly opened up the draw and people instead of thinking about getting world ranking points at certain stages in the tournament instead a lot of them are thinking about I'm here to win. Yeah. And I wonder how many Wimbledons we've had where we've had a, over maybe four, five, six, seven right. guys thinking that they can win. And now with Ego tech going out, suddenly how many girls are thinking that they can win their first Grand Slam? So I think it's been quite exciting so far. Did you have any special moment where you've really... Got excited? Was there one particular thing you remember? I think the Paul Jubb-Kyrgios match, my like, exceptionally interesting as um, a first-round match. That's something where Paul Jubb, with no disrespect, I think he's a great player. He was a great college tennis player, um, won the NCAAs there. So I'm a massive advocate for kind of keeping your education going and then going pro and he's managed to do a little bit of that Um, and he's going up the rankings now which is great to see. He's a British player and he's a player from up north as well and I just wonder how much Kyrgios is thinking about the fact that he almost blew his chance in that first round. Paul had the full round to break him in the final set. And it's one that if I gave Paul Job that forearm, probably nine times out of ten he makes that. If it's not carrying us down the other side, uh, so I think that was one of the special matches, especially from the men's side. Um, I think from the women's side, there's, there's not one particular match that stands out, but the fact that there's so many British women were doing so well in their matches and then getting on a bit of a roll, I found fantastic. One of the latest matches. The watch was that um, and over and Coco Goff. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that 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 was a fantastic one because there, it's an interesting dynamic in that both are looking to really cement their places getting this first grand slam, and both of them probably putting their hand up to say, "I want, I want this one. This is this is for my grand slam, Wimbledon." That so could be a good one, I think. I've got, must have been, I've got a soft spot for golf. I think there's something about her at that. Night. Yeah, she's uh, so engaging. I was lucky to watch her when she was 12 years old with <laughs> her um, World Championships under 14s, and she was, she was already then like a standout player. Already had a strong team around her with her father and mother that were definitely committed to her being a tennis player. But just that intensity that she brought her to the court was incredible you don't see it it's rare in a lot of juniors and that's probably what you can't train into a junior you can't train into that intensity you might be able to give them all the best advice in the world but she definitely had that I, I want to win kind of mentality but I definitely say she's not developed as much as people would have thought she would have done in the last couple of years but again put it in perspective she's 18 yeah. like um, but she she's going to be a force but she's still got a few issues around the forehand and she's keep trying to change it at the moment okay. and it's a bit of an issue and you can tell it broke down in that last match against again yeah. I've got to ask you about Draper I mean I'd not come across his progress until this week I suppose that's true for most of the tennis fans in this country they wouldn't have heard of Draper but again he seems to have something doesn't he well um, lefty huge guy he's a um, fantastic mover good around the net like great backhand like if anything probably his backhand even though people wouldn't say it's his number one weapon like, the guy just doesn't miss off it like. but forehand wise he's taking it on constantly when he needs to got good decision making really the thing that's going to hold him back at the moment is just experience like he's, he needs to be able to gain that experience that dim all match was a close match and um, and you could tell Dimonor was happy to come through that. And even though I'm loyal to Liam, like I still think that like Dimonor would have been more worried about Draper than against Liam. Oh, even did like, um, But, like, yeah, again, I'm not taking anything away no. from Liam. I want him to go on to fantastic things. Um, but Draper I think is, he's, he's a product of the LTA system. And I think the LTA, will be very proud of kind of him. They were, um, his dad was um, CEO of the LTA at the time, Um, um, but they're no longer on speaking terms anymore um, I believe, Um, but uh, hopefully they've sorted that stuff out, but I mean his sons, he's definitely got two sons that play tennis, they both turned out to be fantastic tennis players, so I'm sure he's very proud of that. I think he's going to go on to a really good career. He's definitely self-insured, um, Jack Draper. Um, he definitely thinks that he is going to be something quite good. But if you want to be good at tennis, unfortunately, you do need a bit of self-belief. And he's proven it as well in the last couple of tournaments and challenges. He's been winning so many challenges yeah. coming in and then took it to Queen's and played well again. Because he played well last year at Queen's, beating Yannick Sinner um, and then eventually falling to Kamenori in the quarterfinals. But this year he kept the same standard up. So he's not this, you could tell he was a one hit wonder. And then to go back it up at Eastbourne this year with the semi final, it's um, Cressy, I believe, at Eastbourne. He shows he was playing at a great level. So he's getting closer and closer to then um, competing for ATP. 250 titles well that's a that's a big step forward for I, I see there's someone signaling that you've got to go and take a break so we'll, we'll stop it I must ask you though, thinking ahead what are you hoping for next week? Uh, I'm, I'm, well I'm looking forward to already the Alcaraz cinema match I think that I've just, I'm just interested in the Sinner has maybe gone for a little bit of a quieter period than I would have liked because I'm a massive fan of Yannick Sinner um, but Al is so exciting fantastic yeah. for round just brave in how he plays um, self-assured but then has a genuine side to him I feel but Yannick Sinner's just he's got fantastic coach called Piatti who has been an amazing coach for so long and has taken Yannick Sinner up to where he is at the moment But Yannick Sinner, I believe, has still kept Piatti in his consultancy role with Yannick, but he's taken on Darren Cahill, who used to be Andre Agassiz and Leighton Hewitt's coach and Simona Hallows, and I think what a brilliant move that is in taking on him in a consultancy role, because I truly believe he is a world-class coach, I mean, just out and out, he knows what he's doing. and it'd be interesting to see, does he come through this match on grass? Because he's not had a great time on grass, but what I find with Wimbledon is it starts to firm up the ground as you go through this week. So it's gonna be, be played more like a hardcore, which plays more into Sinner's hand. And then the next couple of hours, we've got two to watch for. We've got Heather and Cameron. Yeah, and Cameron should be thinking that, again, this is a tournament that you can get stuck into. Great. Um, so he should be going after it. And Heather Watson, probably in her own mind, would be saying that she should have maybe achieved a little bit more than she has done so far in her career. She has had a fantastic career, don't get me wrong. But like, it would have been nice to have seen her more in back end of Grand Slams. And that hasn't happened. Now, is she going to take confidence and go keep this going forward? Because again, if you're looking at a Grand Slam in terms of it opening up with your best player in the world, lose then suddenly everybody should be kind of putting their hand up for it. Let's hope so. Johnny, thanks ever so much. My pleasure. Off you go to your next interview. And, as regular listeners will know, Johnny was right about his prediction of Sinner against Alvarez.